The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. Governor Glenn Youngkin has now appointed majorities on the state boards regulating education and air pollution. That could influence key policy goals, including the new standards for history and social sciences that the Virginia Board of Education is set to discuss in the coming weeks. Ben Pavier reports. Youngkin's picks will make decisions that could outlast his administration, like creating more lab schools and removing Virginia from our regional cap-and-trade program. UVA law professor Dick Howard oversaw the commission that drafted Virginia's 1971 constitution. He says they didn't anticipate the Board of Education would be partisan. I think they, they assumed that these boards would be, in a sense, something of a buffer between uh, grassroots politics and the running of the school system. Youngkin's new majority on the state education board comes after Republicans in the General Assembly refused to approve three picks made by his predecessor, Governor Ralph Northam. It was retaliation after Senate Democrats refused to approve Youngkin's pick for Secretary of Natural Resources, Andrew Wheeler, who'd served under former President Donald Trump. Ben Pavier, VPM News. State regulators signed off on Appalachian Power's latest renewable energy plan as well as a rate increase to help cover some of the costs. The plan incorporates more wind and solar projects into the utility company's power portfolio and is expected to cost about $32 million this upcoming year. Depending on energy use, residential customers in Virginia could see about $2.37 more on their monthly bills, according to the Roanoke Times. The company is required by the Virginia Clean Economy Act to produce only carbon-free electricity for its Virginia customers by 2050. As summer temperatures are expected to settle in the high 90s throughout the rest of the week, local health officials want to remind residents of the dangers of heat-related illnesses. Avoid going outside uh, if you can, but if you have to go outside, um, take lots of breaks by going into air-conditioned buildings uh, to bring your temperature down. Consider scheduling your outdoor activities during times of the day when it's coolest, like in the morning or the evening. That's Kat Long from the Richmond and Henrico Health Districts. She says heat-related illnesses can affect people of all ages. While symptoms can start small with light dehydration and muscle cramps, these illnesses can become deadly if an individual is not brought to a cooler area and rehydrated. If someone's body temperature goes above 100 degrees and they're feeling faint, Long says it's time to get medical attention. Some of those minor symptoms tend to be something that can go away when you move somebody to a cooler place. But again, if things start to get worse or if they continue to persist after you've moved out of the heat, any of those things would indicate an emergency that you would need to call 911 for. When the Richmond area had record-breaking heat in late May, there was a spike in hospitalizations. So far this year, the Virginia Department of Health reports more than 1,500 people have visited emergency departments or urgent care centers because of heat-related illnesses. Virginia Beach will spend a record $750,000 on the East Coast Surfing Championship this summer. It's a bid to attract more people after the city lost several major festivals and events in the last year. 
Paul Bebo from partner station WHRO spoke with some oceanfront businesses about how they're doing with fewer major attractions. The sun is bright and that grill is hot. Deshaun Charity works at Flamingo Joe's hot dog stand on the boardwalk. Summer concerts and festivals increase the number of customers he gets, but normal tourist traffic has been strong and business has been good overall this summer. It's actually been a very good season, uh, better than the past few years, uh, but we've actually been keeping up with sales from previous years, so people are more so, they're more willing to spend money now. <laughs> Virginia Beach Mayor Bobby Dyer says the city is rebounding from COVID-19 and events leaving the city. You know, it started off with the Shamrock Marathon coming back, 25,000 runners in two days, back full operation. Sand soccer, back, thousands of people. Losing something in the water and the Patriotic Festival may have cost the city more than $30 million in business and more than a million dollars in tax revenue. That was Paul Bebo reporting. WHRO's Ryan Murphy also contributed to this story. Former Governor L. Douglas Wilder is suing Virginia Commonwealth University's president and several other employees over a personnel dispute. According to the Richmond Times-Dispatch, the lawsuit claims that the school administration opted to not fire an employee who repeatedly sent harassing messages to others, including Wilder. One example from emails obtained by VPM News in May indicates that the employee, Jim Burke, sent a text message to Wilder criticizing his support of Governor Glenn Youngkin, writing, quote, welcome to Nazis. Burke has since retired from the university. In the lawsuit and in public statements, Wilder alleges this incident is part of a larger pattern of racism at VCU. Archaeologists at Colonial Williamsburg have started excavating three suspected graves at one of the nation's oldest black churches. Officials with the Colonial Williamsburg Foundation say it appears 41 burial plots have been identified. The First Baptist Church was formed in 1776 by free and enslaved black people in Williamsburg. Members initially met secretly in fields and under trees in defiance of laws that prevented African Americans from congregating. Foundation officials say experts plan to use DNA tests and bone analysis to determine who was buried at the church if that's possible. The suspected graves were discovered last year after the church's original structure was unearthed. This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MyVPM. VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.